You're listening to the 18th Bitochen podcast. We're going to continue in the Madrigas Adam. He says like this, When we look with the light of the Torah and the path of the earlier generations, and we see where we are holding in our generation, there's been a tremendous yerida, a tremendous loss of level when it comes to the level of bitachon, people's faith in Hashem. Asher ain't dayishla. People are not really interested. Also when it comes to the concept of having fear of Hashem, of working on one's midos, working on one's character traits. There are very few people who are trying to rise in their level. Now if we think about it, what's the reason? It's not because we don't have people who are those who have understanding, those who are wise. It's not that people don't recognize and realize how important it is to have bitachon, to have fear of Hashem, to work on one's midos. It's not that people don't know that this is essential for someone to be able to live a proper Torah life. Even though many people understand how important it is to be studying the concept and working on one's bitachon, one's faith in Hashem, as well as working on one's character traits, there's very few people who are working on it, who are trying to truly rise in their level of their bitachon, of their faith in Hashem and their pure, pure fear of Hashem, pure awe of Hashem. It's because the person who is searching, a person who is searching for greatness, so that person thinks, he looks at the world, he looks at the way that the world is going, he thinks that it's a contradiction to his very lofty way. He thinks, look, I can't, you know, you have to live in the world. There's no, there's no question about that. You got to be part of the world. You have to interact with people. You have to go out there. You have to, you know, you're, you have to be part of the world. But that's a complete contradiction to living with Bitachan. It's, look at, the, look at all the people that are talking about the way to succeed in business, etc., which you hear me talking about a lot. That's something that really bothers me. That's why I talk about it a lot. Right, so look at everyone's talking about business and how everyone's talking about kochi and how am I supposed to live on a high level and and also interact with the world? It's it's a steer, it's a contradiction. Look, you kind of have like two choices. Either I go with the Torah's way, and I say the Torah is going to answer all of my questions. The Torah is going to take care of all of my needs, whether it's through bitachon, having faith in Hashem, I'm going to have parnas, I'm going to have livelihood, whether it's whatever problems I might have, whatever issues I may face, either I can go with the way of the Torah, or I can say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to go the way of the world. It's going to, and, and, and those are my two possibilities, both in regards to my physical, my material system, uh, sustenance, my material existence, as well as my spiritual. A person sees themselves in a very difficult quandary. How can a person continue to remain at a high level? How can a person have bitachon? Right? What are my choices? Right? 
the author is telling us, don't think so much about tomorrow. Don't get so involved. Don't get, don't think, worry about today. Even that, don't worry about. Have to be talking, right? So, but if I don't think about tomorrow, if I'm not, if I just completely divorce my mind, divorce my thinking from all the things that might stop me from even learning, let's say, tomorrow. And not allow myself to, to even stray a little bit from the, the path which I know to be correct. And I say to myself, look, I, I don't know if I can give myself over completely, completely to the Torah. The problem is, says the altar, that if I start to think that way, if I allow that thinking to pull me, oh, I got to get so involved in my parnasa, I can't, I don't have time to learn, I don't have time to do anything. That's what, that's what ends up happening. And then I lose my spirituality completely. One of the things I like to say, in the spirit of Navardic, in the spirit of, spirit of the altar perhaps, is that I need to figure out, my job is to figure out how to learn more, spend more time studying Torah, work less, and make more money. How is that possible? That's what we're here for. That's what we're learning about talking for. Of course it's possible. So a person who doesn't think that way, however, a person who thinks, look, I have to, to live in the world, I have to... You have to put in efforts. The person has to do ishtadlus, right? Like the shita that says you have to do maximum. I have to do everything. Then what happens? Like we spoke about last week, he loses everything. So he says to himself, "Look, I have to get my physical, my, my material existence in order before I sit down and learn. I got to make sure I have money. I got to make sure there are residuals. I got to make sure that there's a certain." amount of money that's sitting in stocks or sitting in investments I'm getting a certain percentage once everything is set up by the time I'm I don't know 60 or 70 that's when I'll sit and learn he's trying his hardest such a person is trying so hard to get everything to be in order to do everything himself if it means that I need to give up on some of my true obligations, my spiritual obligations, he says, look, this is what a person has to do. Because according to his outlook on life, he needs to prepare everything, he's got to do everything himself. He's got to make sure that he has enough money that's going to last him his entire life. So he thinks in his mind, how am I going to have spirituality later? How am I going to be able to sit and learn? Only if I set myself up completely now. And even after some time, he sees what? Look, he starts to notice, well, I'm not working so hard on my on my Avedis Hashem. I'm too involved in my work. I just don't have time to learn. I don't have time... I don't know if I can get to Minion. Uh, you know, the things slowly fall by the wayside, all the important things. But he starts to notice that even by not doing as much in my avoid this Hashem, what happens? And trying to make sure that everything is prepared for the future. He sees he's, he's not guaranteed anything about having an opportunity to learn later on. A person sees, a person has real life experience, so you catch on quickly. That when I try to do everything myself, when I try to guarantee my future, when I, when I try to guarantee my present myself, 
It's just not possible. He's going to end up anyway having to, to calm himself down and thinking, look, everything is in the hands of heaven. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of my Parnassah. Even though now he's doing everything. So what happens is he, he ends up, he's, he's doing every effort. He sees it's not working. He says, oh, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu anyway. He changes his mind every, every minute, every hour. So sometimes he decides in his mind, you know what, I'm going to get myself over completely to the Torah. And I'm going to let my, I'm going to give myself over whatever Hashem decides for me, whatever Hashem is, decrees upon me, whatever He's geyser, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. The moment that he gets into a challenge, into a difficulty, he says, look, I can't do it this way. It's not, uh, you know, Hashem is not doing it the way I want it. And all of a sudden, that's it. It's too hard for me. Such a person cannot consistently stay attached to the higher path. And he has no choice but to be worried. Look, it's not working. My bitachin isn't really working so well. He's got to worry what's going to be in the future. Yes, but And he keeps coming back. Oh, I got to... I gotta worry about the future because I need to be able to learn later. To make sure that he doesn't lose whatever he already has, whatever spirituality he has. However, as that little challenge goes away, when, I'm not sure exactly what this phrase means, you'll excuse me, but when a person, when a, when the Ghana doesn't have anything to steal, so he comes down. He doesn't need to steal right now. He's got the money in his pocket. He got, he succeeded in doing the big heist. He stole the big money. Now he's got the money in his pocket. Interesting. He refers to the person as a Ghana. He's trying to do something which isn't really. He's trying to take the credit for himself. He's like, look, I'm okay. I'm okay now. I'm good. Right? That person starts to think, oh, you know, I really should be learning again. I really should be sitting in the base medrash. Then he's saying, "Oh man, I I, I got to become a greater person. I need to reach that high level." And he, I should go in the ways of the previous generations. So when Hakadosh Baruch Hu takes away the challenge from the person, all of a sudden he feels like, "Oh, I can maybe I could do this. Maybe I can be on a higher level. Maybe I can." Uh, be somebody who works on my midas, works on my character. Then such a person in a, in a in a good time, so to speak, so he doesn't leave things to to that they should just get worse. He starts to work on his midas. Starts to work on his character traits. Everything should be clean. He shouldn't have biases. He starts to think everything should be done for heaven. He wants to be able to stay on this level forever. And to solve all of his challenges of life. Only based on this very high level of Bitachin. He doesn't really have the power to be able to withstand a true challenge. He says an amazing thing. I don't think we're going to have time to, to 
get into farther beyond this. But he says an amazing thing that when the person has the challenge, so all of his recognition, all of his spiritual acquisitions, all of his intellectual knowledge, it melts. And his desires. And then as soon as the challenge comes, then he says, I don't know, do I have bitachin? Do I not have bitachin? Does it really work? It worked for me yesterday, it worked for me last week, Does it, is it going to work for me today? He, he says to him, so I can't, I can't choose the, the, you know, which is the right path for me. This is how the person is his entire life. He's not consistent, he doesn't stay in his path. One time he's this way, one time he's that way. And it's not because he doesn't have an understanding. But rather it's after that the person has already made a decision in his mind to live a spiritual life. When the challenge comes, so his heart is switched. He loses his commitment. He doesn't have the ability, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't gather together the strength in order to stand against it. Okay, so he's going to speak more about this, and Mr. Hashem will we'll see it next, next time in the next Bitochem podcast. But it's important to know that this is the path when it comes to Bitochem, when it comes to our service of Hashem. It's true not just in Bitochem, it's true in all aspects of our service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be consistent. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a certain sense, wants us to prove it. Hashem wants us to see not just that, you know, we we have bitachon when it's already good. He wants us to learn to have bitachon when it's not so good. And He wants us to learn to have bitachon when it doesn't seem like it's going to work out. Right? I've told you guys the stories in the past about how, you know, I've, I've had bitachon in a certain parking spot. And I got there, it's not there. I come around and I don't let go of my bitachon. And then the spot opens up. And sometimes it doesn't. And you read the stories of the Navartikers when they were working on Bitochen, which I believe was in the month of Shvat, if I'm not mistaken. So they would go, and they would go out, and they would starve. They would go out to places, far-flung places, and they would have Bitochen that they're going to have food. Someone would bring them food, and sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Because that is part of the path of Bitochen. Part of the path of Bitochen is until we get to that space... We find that place in our hearts, that feeling of bitachon. It's a feeling. Rosh Shiva says it's an emotional place. It's a certain feeling. Until we get to that place, it takes time. And it doesn't always work. And it's not because mitzad HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not mitzad Hashem, it's not from Hashem's perspective that it doesn't work. It's from our own perspective. It's because we may not have that full belief. Or there may be other tonight, you know. It's not just about having a belief, because I've seen a few times that people really did believe that the Yeshua would come, whatever it was, money would come to them, whatever it was, and it didn't work. And I believe that there are other factors, just from my experience, there are other factors where a person is really st- in, 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 a, in a place where they feel stuck, or they're in a place where they've done, oh, and I spoke about this before, Rosh Hashanah, a person has done an awesome, awesome, difficult thing, a very challenging commitment, or a very challenging uh, mitzvah that they've fulfilled, Sometimes being in a space of, not sometimes, I believe that the space is a space of bittal. The space is a space of complete self-nullification. That's what it looks like. When a person has true bitachin, that's, that's what happens. That's when it works. When it doesn't work, it's, it's often because we're not really in that bittal. We're not really in that self-nullification. 
and we're not per se in that relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu as we should be. And you may have heard me say this before, but I want to repeat it. And that is, you know, we, we hear the shita of the altar of Navaric. We hear about Bitachin. We hear about Bitachin without, without, without a siba, without Ishtadlus. But it's important to know that his shita of Bitachin, it's, you know, you look at the book, it's not the first chapter. In this version of the book, it's, uh, where do we get here? Mimer 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's the fifth Mimer. It's the fifth section. That means that if you're reading this part, you're reading about the Shita of the altar about Bitach, and you've already saw four different sections that speak about his Shita before. There's a whole um, all-encompassing Shita. He's talking here about not just Bitachin, he's talking about working on one's Midos. Why? Why is he talking about that here? We're in the section of Bitachin. And the answer is because you can't really have one without the other. A person is working on their Midas. They're, they're, they're throwing away their own personal desires. They're throwing away the, their Hakpadas, the things that, they, that they're upset about about other people. They're working on themselves truly. They're trying to be greater people. There's a certain bitl, self-nullification. A person is sitting and learning. A person is, is, is attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, working on his relationship. Then, Bitachim becomes a different thing. You know, we we speak about, we've spoken about, and we speak about the fact that, who is this Bitachim for, this Bitachim without Hishtadlis? Is it for anybody? We spoke about that last time. Is it for anybody? Is it for the Yechide Skula? According to Bishra Salater, it was for, for only special people, the, the people who are sitting and learning. According to the Altar of Navardic, it seems to be for everyone, but he also does, he was speaking when he said these Ma'amarim, he was speaking to the B'nai HaYeshiva. He was speaking to the Navartikers. So there's a certain level that we need to know that we have to have. It may be that we can get to this level of Bitochen because we're sitting and learning. It may be because we are very committed to certain mitzvahs that are our mitzvahs. Maybe it's chesed. Maybe it's helping. Maybe it's tzedakah. Maybe it's, who knows? It could be so many different things. But the point is that there's a... It's not just believing. It's not just believing that Hashem can and will help me. That's true. There's also a deeper thing that's going on here. It's important to realize. We'll see more about this next time. One more thing I'd like to say, and that is that there is Bitochen group. Speaking of working on Bitochen, speaking of working on Midas, so when we work on it together, there's no comparison. And there's a group of women who have been meeting consistently on Tuesday evenings. If you would like to join the group, Tuesday evenings, Eastern Time, if you'd like to join that group, it's a wonderful group. They are staging, they are growing in their bitachin. And it's for about a half an hour once a week. If you're interested in, in Israel or you have a different time you'd like, so you can still contact me, either thebitachingroup at gmail.com or arigoldwag at gmail.com. The men's group will be meeting on Sundays, 10.30 a.m., on uh, uh, Eastern Time and 5.30 p.m. Israel Time. If you're interested in that, please contact group at gmail.com, which is me, or Ari Goldberg at gmail.com. And I hope to see you there. Thank you so much for listening.